my favorite producer here, giving me all sorts of grief today. Keeping me honest, he said be animated today. I'm going to knock a few things over. I'll be animated. So, a lot has happened since we were last together. Wow. Um, last we spoke, we were going into the South Carolina primary, and Joe Biden was expected to win, but not with the plurality that he did win with. So, um and let me back up uh, before that, you know, and, and I, I think I've been pretty careful. Mr. Producer will will check the archives and, and, and hold my feet to the fire. But I think, you know, as long as I have been analyzing these races, I have said this phrase over and over again. Um, I am not a prognosticator. And if I do prognosticate, it's probably going to be wrong. And as much as I do know about politics over the years and the issues of the day and uh, have an award-winning show and all that, I admit – shut up. I, ad <laughs> I admit I am a poor prognosticator. And I could go down a, a litany of things that I said were going to happen and did not. So I, I say that quite often. And um, – and I'm glad I do because, you know, the, the bandwagon scene that we've had over the last few months, Joe Biden's demented, Joe Biden's senile, Joe Biden's never going to, Joe Biden's in fourth place, Joe Biden's in 29th place. He's, um, they're propping him up. He's 843. He's on Aricept. All of the hackneyed talking points and, 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 espousals by the left, the right, the middle. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody had dirt all over Joe Biden's um, casket. And lo and behold, in a few days, Joe Biden is not only the front runner, but the presumed um, heir apparent to uh, whomever, I guess, uh, Barack Obama and, and the second coming and all of these things. So what I'm here to say is, you know, and it is pretty interesting to to watch a lot of these prognosticators dance on the head of a pin and try to explain why they missed it, how they missed it, that that Joe Biden was was so dead, um, and it's comical. And and but you know something, people don't learn from their mistakes because uh, after Joe Biden won uh, South Carolina with with a greater plurality than um, than was expected. People were still writing his obituary, and then came Super Tuesday, where he went. He won a number of states, many of which he wasn't expected to win. And um, I just sat back and watched it. And now everybody—well, not everybody—but a fair amount of people are falling into the same trap again. We got this figured out. This was going to happen. The uh, the establishment is. Uh, rallying around and uh, all these people, and we'll get to it in a moment, are dropping out and endorsing Biden. The same thing's going to happen to Bernie. happened in 2016. This is what it is. Here's the short answer. They don't know. They don't know. I don't know. You don't know. And you know why I can say that pretty safely is we are in some times that are very unique. And Donald Trump has been a, a fairly successful president, and he raises the ire of those on the left and many on the right as well. And when people are operating emotionally 
as the Democrats are with the impeachment, with supporting this candidate, then throwing that candidate under the bus, conspiring to uh, to crowd out this candidate, making backroom deals, all sorts of things that, you know, kind of typically happen in politics. All of that's on steroids now. Everybody is hyper-emotional. And when you have hyper-emotional people, bloodthirsty people that are hate-filled, rabid dogs – what tends to happen is some crazy, unconventional things that nobody can really predict. Um, again, I, I prefaced my comments months and months ago that I, I never thought impeachment would get to where it got to. Again, uh, buttressing my my point that I'm a poor prognosticator, and it did. And people, um, Joe Biden's dead. The party's against him. They, you know, they, uh, he, he can't string this sentence together. That's it. He'll never beat Donald Trump. Party seems to be rallying around him. We're in strange times. Um, Chuck Schumer threatening, we'll get to that, threatening Supreme Court justices. Heretofore, if anybody did that, um, on the right or the left, they would at the least be censured and he still may be or drummed out of office um, summarily, uh, left or right, Republican or Democrat. What Chuck Schumer did yesterday, absolutely unbelievable. But again, even though Chuck Schumer is a, is a bombastic lunatic, he has his, um, his uh, limits, and he certainly crossed that yesterday. And so we are dealing with some times – that are pretty crazy, pretty wacky. So when people think they have it all figured out, um, you know, if, if I ever stop doing this, I'll certainly become a political consultant because these political consultants <clears throat> make a ton of money and they, on their resume, they're 0 for 10, 0 for 15, 3 and 16 as far as their um, win-loss uh record as far as uh, supporting candidates or helping candidates uh, procure office. It's amazing. You have to have no credentials and no track record of, of victory, and you can get a gig in Washington consulting. So they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Nate Silver with 528, who got it wronger than wrong during the Trump-Clinton uh, thing, and he continues to get it wrong, and he's making a ton of money with his website and all his appearances and everything. So... Just because you hear somebody on the radio, myself included, that's espousing something as far as this is the way it's going to be and this is what's happening, um, don't believe it. Trust but verify. Uh, that's why I always say go back to the Bible. You want to know who to vote for? Go to the top 20 issues of the day. Where does Jesus stand on those? Where does your candidate or prospective candidate stand on those? And proceed from there. The Bible is is true then, now, and forever. Uh, and, and that's who you trust. You don't trust anybody but God, okay? So you um, that's my advice for the day. But we, you know, this is not that stunning. Uh, weeks and weeks ago, probably about a month ago, I looked at the Super Tuesday lineup of states, and this is when Klobuchar and Buttigieg were still in um, in the race. I looked at the fact that Buttigieg uh, was pretty hot in the beginning and Klobuchar got hot a little bit. And um, I looked at it, didn't didn't make any grand predictions, didn't tell you anybody was senile or falling off the stage or this guy's toast and he's going to, um, you know, suspend his campaign in two weeks or whatever. Didn't say any of that. I just looked at the states and I said, you know something? 
we're probably still going to be pretty much up in the air as to what's happening. And, you know, that was a safe prediction, even though I didn't predict anything. Um, Klobuchar, if she was in, would have won Minnesota. Warren, uh, who knew she was going to falter this much, but probably was going to win Massachusetts. Buttigieg was going to do enough damage um, taking votes away from Bernie that that probably would have handed a couple of states that didn't go to Biden uh, that would have gone to Biden. Who knows? Buttigieg might have won uh, a state or something. Um, and 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 who knew at that time that um, Bloomberg was going to be such a dud? You know, I, I know uh, American Samoa is a big deal. He won that, but so I mean, it, and uh, you know, I, I made that quasi prediction, but I qualified it like I don't know, and and. So lo and behold, in a very short period of time, Biden gets, uh, you know, a number of dominoes fell in Biden's favor. He um, he swept the African-American vote in South Carolina, won by a greater plurality than he thought he was going to. Uh, Buttigieg and Klobuchar um, made some type of a deal. We will probably not know for a long time if if he becomes president or we'll never know if he never becomes president. But some deal was struck there because they very rapidly bowed out. The great Tom Steyer bowed out. Um, who cares? And um, then we got Super Tuesday and all of a sudden um, everybody right up to Super Tuesday, right after – now Bloomberg's going – his nefarious plan is going to work. He is going to continue to do this or do that and screw up the works between uh, Bernie and Joe Biden. Well, he he dropped out. That was kind of weird. I mean, a lot of people didn't see that coming. And then Elizabeth Warren. I – you know, again, I, I, I don't prognosticate. I, I, but if I had to at that time, I would have said, you know, she's just a rabidly emotional – hate-filled human being, I don't know. She might stay in and and be a thorn in Bernie's side and take just enough away from Bernie in this state and that state to to um, to bring that state over to Joe Biden. And she may have some gig in the Biden administration. I don't know. Or, uh, you know, she may... I don't know. But then, boom, she drops out. So... All these people are dropping out. All these people seem to be um, rallying around Joe Biden. Bernie seems to be kind of alone. And a lot of people, just like they did a couple weeks ago, okay, now it's a lot clearer. Now we got this whole thing figured out. No, we don't. We, we don't because we're dealing with liberals. We're dealing with people that are emotional, people that do crazy things. People that say crazy things, people that happen to be pushing 80 years old, anything could happen. Don't wish it on my worst enemy, but it could. Um, I mean, you had a field up until a couple of days ago with Warren, Bloomberg, Sanders, Biden, and uh, Donald Trump, where Donald Trump is the youngest guy in the field. I mean, what's up with that? That's crazy. Uh, but so, I mean, we're dealing with a lot of moving parts. So if anybody's on the, the air or on television going, blah, 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 I'm smarter than you. I got it all figured out. They don't. They don't. Bernie Sanders, who the heck knows? Um, you know, I have heard some interesting things about him lately. 
that, you know, as much as he has never met a billionaire that he didn't hate and he will get up on any platform uh, for hours at a time um, slapping billionaires around. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Joe Biden, he's very reserved and what is that all about? You know, um, there, there's people that say, and they said it in 2016, well, Bernie got screwed by the Democrat machine and the superdelegates and all that story that we all know of. And um, his Bernie bots, whatever, Bernie bros, whatever you want to call them, young people predominantly that love Bernie Sanders and hopefully don't um, – you know, uh, hopefully are, are just ignorant and don't really understand socialism, but many of them do. Um, they said back in 2016, they will never vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, they turned their back on her at the, at the uh, convention. But you know what? They ended up voting for Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders was very conciliatory to uh, Hillary Clinton and and pressed a button on his hand and just said, well, we have to beat Donald Trump. He's evil. We got to beat him. Okay. Now people are saying, oh, man, if this guy gets screwed again by the establishment one more time, four years later, there's going to be craziness happening in Milwaukee. Um, the AOC and the and the squad and, and, and the, the Antifa crowd and everybody, they're, they're really whipped up this, um, this time around. And the Bernie bros – are, are not going to vote for Joe Biden. You don't know that. You don't know that. Um, a lot of times people take cues from their leader. And, you know, as much as Bernie espouses socialism, I, I don't, I don't know that all the people that, that vote for Bernie or volunteer for Bernie are just doing it for the socialism thing and the free goodies here and there and the, the presumed equality that doesn't really exist when, when the smoke clears. They may be uh, – he just may be their cult of personality that, that they uh, bow down and worship. So is, is it possible that this time around, if, um, if we go into the convention and he's losing but, but uh, Biden doesn't have a plurality or if it's apparent that people are colluding left, right and crazy and funky things are happening, he's getting screwed again, is it, is it probable – is it feasible – that that his Bernie bots are not going to vote for Biden, and and um, and that may be just enough to to give Donald Trump the uh, the White House. I don't know. I mean, they they could go crazy uh, and 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 just say we're staying home, or if Bernie gets up there and tells them Trump's evil, Joe Biden's a great guy. Um, they might vote for Joe Biden. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm I'm just laying it all out there because we're dealing with people that are unstable. They do wacky things. They do crazy things. They have no shame. So I I can't predict who they are, what they're going to do. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I, I don't know what they're going to do. So right now it, it it seems like it's Bernie and Biden. Yeah, the delegate count is really close. Biden's 565, Bernie's 506. Um, if you look at the, you know, what happened on Tuesday, you know, a lot of it was pretty predictable. Alabama's Biden, Arkansas's Biden, California's Sanders, Colorado is Bernie Sanders, 
Maine, Joe Biden, which was um, that was a bit of a surprise. Massachusetts, Joe Biden, that was um, definitely a surprise. Minnesota can argue that one either way. You know, Klobuchar, all those votes, um, some presume could have gone or should have gone to Bernie Sanders. But, you know, when she went out and endorsed Joe Biden, a lot of them swung over to him. Um, North Carolina, Joe Biden. Oklahoma, Joe Biden. That makes sense. Tennessee. Um, Texas. Uh, that all makes sense. Utah, Bernie Sanders. That's a little weird. You could argue both ways on that one. Um, Vermont, obviously, Bernie Sanders. Virginia going to um, Biden was something that was, um, you know, not necessarily uh, predicted. The thing about Joe Biden is he he is going to need a lot of help from the Democrat establishment because whether you may or may not know this, his um, – he kind of believed everything everybody was saying about him, that he was third, that he was fourth, that he was fifth, that he should just go off into that good night. So kind of like John McCain in 2008, you know, carrying his own luggage around um, airports and flying commercial, um, Joe Biden was was really on life support, um, not literally, but figuratively. And, um, you know, he, from what I have heard and seen and, and uh, read – his infrastructure and support staff and volunteers in many of these states is really leads something to be desired, uh, as opposed to Bernie, who Bernie Sanders has is quite the well-oiled machine, um, being very much in the game in 2016, and a lot of those people still in in those places in 2020. So, you know, money the mother's milk of politics and those um, structures that I just chronicled are very, very important when you're running for president. And and Biden, you know, I don't like the guy. Uh, I don't think he's anything near the centrist that he purports to be. But um, if, if you look at it, um, you know, it's pretty amazing and impressive, use that word, that he pulled off what he did and that he continues to pull off what he does in the face of a lot of um, comments on both sides. And we're, we're going to get to that in a moment as, as far as Joe Biden's fitness is concerned. And that's a bugaboo of mine because I um, I, I cannot stand selective outrage. Um, and that's usually my preamble to to start throwing Republicans under the bus because they, they always get very outraged about things. And then when somebody with an R next to their name is engaged in the same stuff, they, um, they're they silent or vice versa. And, um, you know, Joe Biden, uh, I'm going to go line by line down a lot of things about Joe Biden. And in my opinion, I'll just give you my opinion right out of the shoot. And then we'll go to some of these, uh, some of these um, things that have happened recently. And I'll just tell you my opinion on them, and you can take it for whatever you want. But um, I think Joe Biden is um, a pretty typical 77-year-old man, um, and he's almost 78. He will be 78. Um, you know, he's uh, somewhat articulate, but um, has moments where I think his physiology, his age – his um, 
stamina, anybody other than Donald Trump, I don't know how he does it, um, that age that has to do what you have to do to campaign state to state to state, it takes a toll on you. Um, I'm not going down the um, Joe Biden needs some help. Um, I have an article here. It says former White House physician Joe Biden might need cognitive test. Well, um, you know, that's um, that's the guy that was uh, Trump's physician. And I think that's just the guy's a doctor that's irresponsible. It's provocative. It's not based in in anything um, as far as any clinical test that I'm aware of that that Joe Biden has failed and leading you to believe he needs a cognitive test. I think that's a political statement by somebody. Um, this other article here we get into in a minute. Gaffs raised doubts about Biden's fitness for office. <sighs> Look, um, let's just go backwards. The and I've said this before. It, it's kind of an amalgamation of many things. The, the couple of things that I just chronicled. He's a pretty stereotypical seventy-seven-year-old man. He's been traveling a lot. He's got a lot of pressure. Um, he's going to make some verbal miscues. Um, that the other night, he was very emotional. His wife and his sister were on to his left and right, and they switched positions. I'm not convinced that Joe Biden was just looking straight ahead, not really, you know, cognizant of his periphery all that much, and then addressed one thinking it was one person and then the other thinking it was another person. And that's a God's honest mistake. And for people on the right to say he doesn't even know who his wife and his uh, sister is, that's crap. That's crap. That's demagoguery and it's crap. I can't stand Joe Biden. I think his policies are terrible. I think he's a very corrupt individual. But I don't need to push Joe Biden over the edge and say he's lost it mentally when he makes a mistake like that. Um, you know, all you got to do is go to YouTube and um, click uh, the last 10 presidents. And the, the gaff reel on them is pretty long on Donald Trump. On George W. Bush, on Obama, um, there are there are gaffes, there are missteps, there are misspeaks, if you will. There's all sorts of things, and and when somebody uh, years ago comes to mind, uh, John Kerry made some comments about soldiers in Iraq. He was telling a joke. John Kerry has to be the world's worst joke teller. He sucks. Every one of his handlers said, John, when you do this cigar, cigar store Indian thing and, and you just you know do your political thing, you're not half bad. Don't tell any jokes. He tells jokes. He gets into trouble when he tells jokes. He butchered the joke. It made it sound like he was making fun of common middle America men and women that are in, in, uh, in the armed forces. And he wasn't doing that. You, you, you listen to the tape. You watch the video. He wasn't doing that. But when you pounce on something for political gain, either on the left or the right, that's not good. That's not the truth. That And, and you shouldn't be marketing that or, or forwarding that. Um, Joe Biden has said some pretty bizarre things 
and I, I've said this on the show for several decades, probably uh, four decades in politics, um, I would say 85% of the bizarre things Joe Biden says has absolutely nothing to do with brain function. Well, as it pertains to slowing down, if you will, we'll dumb it down into generic terms. Any cognitive deficit uh, due to aging, we'll say. Um, and, and it has everything to do with Joe Biden is a very bizarre individual. He's gaff prone. And uh, as you've heard people say, you know, that well, that that's baked into the recipe. You know, people are going to vote for him anyway. That's what you get with Joe. He he's a, he's a human gaff machine, and it is, as disturbing as that is, as politically incorrect as that is, as wrong as that is, um, as he has made some sexist and racist comments throughout his career. That is apples, and and the oranges is something else, and to mix the two, and take him out of context. And when he when he gets uh, eh, Super Thursday instead of Super Tuesday, I'm not going to get that excited about him calling Super Tuesday Super Thursday. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just not. Uh, Barack Obama, you know, on a teleprompter read the name um, Navy Corpsman and he and he pronounced the P five solid times in a row. I think that might speak a little bit more to his disrespect of the armed forces. But, you know, is, is anybody questioning Barack Obama's um, intellectual firepower? Um, referred to 57 United States rather than 50. I mean, stuff happens. Uh, and George Bush was was uh, the recipient of, of more fire, if you will, for different reasons than Joe Biden ever has been. Um, you know, again, I think George W. Bush was a somewhat articulate man, certainly wasn't articulate or overly articulate or smooth or any of the things perhaps you would um, assign to a Barack Obama as far as public speaking is concerned. But um, butchering the English language is not necessarily a sign that you're starting to lose it or a sign that you're intellectually inferior perhaps to your opponent. Um, come from a family of a lot of Democrats, tried to argue that George W. Bush was a bright guy, wasn't happening. And I, I would kind of mildly say, well, you know, Harvard and Yale are not really community colleges, and he seemed to have gotten into those schools and graduated from those schools. What do you think they said? They say, ah, he bought, he's rich. He bought his way into those schools. He bought his grades. I said, do you know how many credits it takes to get a bachelor's degree and then subsequently a master's degree? Are you saying every single professor that George W. Bush had looked the other way and gave him an A instead of a C or a B instead of a D? I don't know. Maybe, but George W. Bush was a bright guy. I, I don't think we have had any colossally dim-witted um, presidents. Um, Joe Biden, famous plagiarizing in college up at Syracuse. I don't know. Does that make him dumb? Of course it does. It makes him a, um, a, an individual... Of um, of dubious character, 
um, many of the things that have gone on, uh, how he's enriched himself, his family, um, with his power, um, that could be called into question. But I- I'm just not going down the Joe's nuts and Joe's losing it road. There's plenty of things to be concerned about with Joe Biden rather than that. Um But I will, for giggles here, just read you a little bit of this. um, Gaffes raised doubts about Biden's fitness for office. In many cases, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's mouth is his own worst enemy as he seeks his party's nomination. Time after time, while on the stump, Biden has made statements that lead some wondering if he is all there or that's just Joe being Joe. Uh, Who can forget when Biden didn't know what part of a weapon the magazine was? He got confused trying to explain it and then trying to correct himself. Who can forget his repeated telling of a false story about pinning medals on soldiers in combat? Let's stop right there. The guy's a politician. He's a chameleon. He will say and do whatever he needs to say and do. So, is a false story about pinning medals on a soldier... Is that a politician being a scumbag or is that somebody that's losing it? I, I think it's <laughs> – Mr. Producer says yes and yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's the uh, – I think it's the former. But, you know, we, we, you know, disagree on a lot here in the studio. Many can recall him speaking about working with segregationist U.S. senators in the 70s. Who can forget as well Biden speaking on the stump and referring to his late son, Bo – as being an attorney general of the United States. This was, of course, wrong. Bo Biden was attorney general of Delaware. That entire paragraph has nothing to do with diminished capacity. Um, it, it really, it doesn't. Uh, and, you know, the article is is talking about gaffes, and I guess they are gaffes. But um, the next article is indeed talking about diminished capacity, though. It, it is... Uh, uh, citing former White House physician saying that Joe Biden does need a cognitive test. God bless you over there. Um, Former White House physician Ronnie Jackson said former VP Joe Biden might need to undergo cognitive testing in order to prove that he is mentally capable of handling the presidency. Um, Jackson, who is now a candidate for U.S. House seat, made the suggestion after the Democrat candidate mistakenly said he was running for the Senate. Okay, let's stop. You know, to me, it may not be a big deal to you. Move on to something more sexy, but I'm going to park on it. The guy made a gaffe saying, he, you know, I'm Joe Biden and I'm running for the U.S. Senate. Well, the guy has been in the U.S. Senate for six freaking terms. Okay, almost 40 years or maybe more. Um, I, I forget, but it's at least, yeah, I'm losing it too. Um, at okay. least at least 40 years, okay? If he has been elected to six terms as a senator and his brain goes into autopilot on the stump and, and says he's running for Senate, I don't know. Does, it, does that mean he's losing it? Some would say, yeah, of course it does. I, I would say probably not. Um Remember the cognitive test I gave Donald Trump, the one he aced with an exclamation point. Sounds like somebody else might need some testing done. Um, you don't joke about stuff like that. And, but, you know, there's there's folks on the right, and I am on the right, 
that would say, hey, you, you don't joke about electing somebody to the presidency, the leader of the free world that could be diminished in capacity. Well, you know, we don't live in a world where um, constituents have IQ tests before they vote or politicians have to pass whatever before they're elected. I, I think it is reasonable to to release um, your medical records because you are the leader of the free world and there's a lot at stake there. Um, I don't know that there's anything in Joe Biden's past that would uh, indicate that he um, has mental issues. However, going forward, insisting on somebody be tested, I, I think the biggest test is, you know, the guy gets the nomination and then the guy becomes president. If, if he gets the nomination of his party and then he beats Donald Trump, you know, uh, then 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 what do we do? Throw it out because a couple of us smart people think that he's nuts? No, we live in a representative republic. And if 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 enough people, God forbid, vote for Joe Biden if he gets the nomination over Donald Trump, then that's who we got. And um, and and believe you me, man, there's a lot of people on the left. Uh, who can forget, you know, the, the team of psychologists that, that wrote a book and um, didn't see that, Mr. Producer. You can throw that back up there. Message. Oh, sorry about that. The, um, the um, you know, uh, the, there, there was a litany of psychologists that, that said Donald Trump um, is not fit to be president and, you know, wrote books about it. And so there's plenty of people that think Donald Trump is um, – not fit to be president. Well, we elected him in 2016. May very well happen again. Um, but I think comments like this are, are rather reckless, and um, and we should kind of avoid them. Um, I and again, when when the guy screws up, then we call him on it. And when the guy's just making a, an honest mistake, it's an honest mistake. That's just my opinion. Um, anyway, the um, and and you know, uh, let me let me just close the loop on the politics, and then we'll go to um, Schumer's comments. But um, that's why. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm being taken off my game in so many ways today. Anyway, um, uh, let me just close the loop on the politics thing here. The when it comes to Donald Trump winning. You know, that's why some of you you folks are a little upset with me that I'm like, this isn't some, this isn't a slam dunk. This isn't uh, you know, a, a fait accompli that he's going to win. Um, and for the, all the same reasons that Joe Biden was the Lazarus man and he was deader than a doornail. Now he's the presumptive uh, nominee um, for the same exact reasons you and I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in this country in the next eight months. Um, and until we do, or if we ever have a crystal ball, we can't say, as many, many people do, Trump is going to wipe the floor with this candidate or that candidate, or Trump's going to win a 48-state landslide or this or that and the other. Um I have always contended, and I probably will up until the election, um, these battleground states are huge. 
And depending on who Donald Trump goes against, I can tell you Michigan is going to be a lot closer um, than it was. Uh, Wisconsin will be closer. Um, Ohio, Pennsylvania may even be. And, and, and some of these states, if it is closer, it'll flip back to the Democrat or back to a blue state. Um, and a lot of that doesn't have a lot to do with Donald Trump, his policies, his approval rating, and or the fact he's going to go against a socialist or a socialist that wants to tell you he's not a socialist in Joe Biden. A lot of it has to do with the simple fact that Donald Trump wanted it more than Hillary Clinton. She felt she should be coronated um, and handed the um, the scepter on a, a velvet pad, uh, pillow. And she got her butt outworked in many, many states that were formerly blue states or yeah, blue states. And, and he outworked her and they, they turned red. It's not going to be that easy this time. And, and all you really have to know before you get into the, well, where are the union guys going to go or where are the blue collar or how much of the African American vote is, is either one of them going to get? And we, we will, uh, how about the female vote? And we, we can dissect that stuff, but I don't think you have to go much farther than the fact that there's a lot of people that will vote for people just because they have a D next to their name. The Democrats this time around will work much harder than Hillary Clinton did in the aforementioned states. And, um, you know, another thing that you have to, um, you know, uh, just factor in that um, turnout is another one. Hillary Clinton was just not an inspiring candidate. And a lot of people um, on the right came out because they hated her. And on the left did not come out because she was a dud and just not a not a warm, likable, endearing human being. This time around, whoever one of those two or maybe someone else, we don't know, on the Democrat side – there's probably a pretty good chance that Democrats like that person more than Hillary Clinton. It doesn't take a lot for that to happen, particularly Joe Biden. Joe Biden, to a lot of people, is a charming, bumbling, you know, uh, steady, whatever. And and he's none. He's not steady. He's unstable. And he, he may be charming to some people, but I feel that he's dangerous. But it doesn't matter what I feel. I'm not a Democrat. And I only have one vote. Collectively, he's, he's somebody that could get some more people out to the polls um, than Hillary Clinton could. And, you know, it's somebody that maybe some moderate Republicans or Republicans that are a little bit left of center – that don't necessarily like Donald Trump and his ways all that much could vote for that coupled with the fact that they're going to work hard. It may be very interesting in November. Um, Again, I always say I'm not a prognosticator. This could be an electoral college landslide for Donald Trump, but I would caution anybody, particularly at this early stage of the game, 
Trump's going to make mincemeat of either one of these two. Um, I can't wait for the debates. Now, the debates, I, I would agree with you. If, if you had four or five debates with Donald Trump against Bernie Sanders, or um, he dropped out, but he may drop back in. Ross Perot did it, right, in 92. Um, Bloomberg or Joe Biden. If, if you look at debates objectively, and how many people do? I mean, I tend to think I do, but how many people do? Trump, if you look at it objectively, it would be almost you'd, – you'd almost feel sad for whoever Donald Trump is going to go against in a debate because he, he's going to make mincemeat out of him. But does that translate to somebody voting for Donald Trump? Not necessarily. And, and it may not even translate to somebody thinking that Donald Trump won the debate. And and this is where Joe Biden, I, I've studied this guy for a while, is dangerous. I was a big Sarah Palin fan and when and and the poor girl, poor girl, you don't say that these days, Kurt. The poor lady um, was thrown under the bus by all the establishment Republicans and the rhinos or whatever you want to call them. And uh, people try to blame, you know, John McCain's loss on her. John McCain would have been trounced by a lot more. Um, the 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 margin of victory Obama had was was substantial, but it wasn't a landslide. It certainly would have been a landslide if she was not introduced to the ticket. But when she was on fire, and the media was a little um, off balance with her, and couldn't throw her under the bus and start making fun of her like they did Fast and Furiously, um, she debated Joe Biden. And again, objectively, uh, even though I like her. I think she won the debate, but there were so many people that thought Joe Biden won the debate. And and Joe Biden at that time was an old man, and he did very, very well against her under some tough odds and and delivered the goods for his boss, Barack Obama. He really did. And, and I kind of saw a little bit of that uh, Super Tuesday when he was giving his acceptance speech. Um, you know, he he had juice. He rose to the occasion. Um, he said all the right things. He was somewhat inspiring. And, and Joe Biden, for all of the things that we say about him, with his corruption, with his gaffes, some people say he's diminished mentally, whatever. Um, you look at his long storied history, Joe Biden brings home the biscuit when he has to. And, and that quite frankly, stems from doing it that many years. He's a veteran. But Joe Biden has no fear of anything at any time, even when he should have fear. And um, as, as a local talk show host in Philly said years ago, and I thought it was the most apt description or statement depicting uh, Joe Biden, he said he has never seen someone with that was so confident with so little to be confident about. And that statement, if you analyze it, really does sum up Joe Biden very nicely. Um, he charges out on the stage like he is king of the universe and like he is um, amazing and this and that and the other. And his chutzpah is, is second to none. Uh, he's fearless when he gets out there. He doesn't care um, who he's going against. And opponents like that, 
can be dangerous. I, I can guarantee you if, if um, Donald Trump goes against him um, and all you guys think that it's just going to be uh, wiping the floor and Joe's going to stutter and stammer, um, Joe will do as good a job as he can do and probably better. I, I, you know, again, it, it, at times it may sound like I'm a Joe Biden apologist. I'm nowhere near his age, but I do have a heart for, for people that do get a little older and, and slip a little bit. And um, I can assure you, uh, although I, I don't see him getting the best of Donald Trump in any way, shape, manner, or form, Joe Biden's going to bring it. He is going to bring it, and um, he'll do what he needs to do, and. This is what we have right now. So, I mean, we can go to next Tuesday, March 10th. There are six states. And again, people think it's Joe Biden's and the the Bernie crowd out has started to happen, but not necessarily. We got Idaho. That's probably going to go to Joe Biden. Um, Michigan, a lot of delegates there. I don't know who that's going to go to. Um, you know, Biden was on the radio today. I heard him barking about how he, you know, him and Barack Obama saved Detroit and saved the auto industry. And, and, um, they think they have all these union workers in their hip pocket. Well, in a Democrat, you know, um, primary, I don't know how many of those people, um, don't go for Bernie. Bernie's shtick is very union friendly. Um, I don't know if he can peel off um, enough people to beat Joe Biden, but I don't think Michigan's a slam dunk for Joe Biden. Mississippi, down south, probably Joe Biden. Missouri, kind of south, kind of Midwest, probably Joe Biden. Uh, North Dakota, um, probably Joe Biden. But the state of Washington, which is it's not small, it's not big, clearly, I think uh, that's the Pacific Northwest. That's Bernie territory. So all Bernie really has to do is win Washington and win Michigan. Now, I, I don't know if, if some of those delegates uh, are apportioned differently in different states. But yeah, um, this could be more of a Biden sweep Tuesday or some funky things could happen. And what if Michigan and uh, Washington go to Bernie and the other four states go to Joe Biden? Then we're we're a little further down the road with Joe Biden, but certainly not that much farther. And again, that magic number that they have to hit by Milwaukee, um, if Bernie Sanders hangs around, he, there's certainly nobody's going to get that threshold. It's 1900, whatever it is. Nobody's going to get that. And um, and then we have a brokered convention. Um, I don't know. I um. I don't see Bernie Sanders leading any revolution and, and telling his disciples to just, um, you know, go off into that good night. But I don't know. Maybe he has a fair amount of people that were pretty angry that they got screwed in 2016. And if they feel at least, perceive at least, that they're getting screwed again in 2020, they may they may make a little hay and there might be unrest in Milwaukee. I don't know. Right now, it seems that the establishment has gotten behind Joe Biden and this is the way it's going to go. But just like the 2016 election cycle on the uh, Republican side, 
how many people thought Donald Trump was going to make it a year out from um, from when he got the nomination? Very few, very few, and um, weeks turns turned into months. Debates turned into more debates. People peeled off. There were sixteen candidates, then twelve, then six, then whatever, and they threw money at him. They threw this at him. They threw everything at him. And he he stood tall in the end. So we really don't know what is going to happen. It kind of looks like we do, but we really don't. So that's what we have there. Um, I do, you know, we're kind of winding down here, but I did want to get to um, something that was really disturbing to me. If you saw the video of this um Chuck Schumer, the minority um, leader of the uh, Senate, said some pretty um, nasty things um, at a uh, at a pro-choice rally the other day, um, directing some comments squarely at um, uh, Neil Gorsuch and um, Judge Kavanaugh, and it was. Um, it was a little bit, well, it was a lot more than the normal Chuck Schumer thing. And, and that, that's where I go again with the, um, with the, uh, these are crazy times and, and people are doing things, even people on the left are doing things that even for them are a little crazy and they're making Democrats, um, even, you know, Democrats that are considerably far to the left not real comfortable. And um, I'm trying to uh, find the actual, yeah, it says Schumer, the Senate minority leader from New York said on Wednesday that Supreme Court justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, both Trump appointees, would pay the price if they choose to uphold Louisiana law that mandates abortion doctors be pre-approved to check their patients into a nearby hospital. Now, uh, let's just look at that at face value, not what he said, but the um, the case that is before the justices. Um, I don't know. Uh, to, if, if you're pro-life, this seems to be pretty reasonable. But if you're pro-choice, I, I think you could probably find 30, 40, 50 percent of pro-choice people that if you said, hey, if a woman goes into an abortion clinic and the abortion goes awry, which it can, um, rather than doing what they do up in New York, in Louisiana, they haven't completely lost their mind. Um, there's a law in place that the physician that is performing that um, met, must have um, privileges at a nearby hospital. That makes sense to me. That you know, I, I I don't think I'm from Mars. That makes sense to me. That if something messed up happens, and it's your patient, and the patient is in distress, and you don't have the medical um, staff or apparatus to um, facilitate proper health care, if an operative situation goes south and that patient is transferred to a nearby hospital, I think it's reasonable that the guy or gal that's performing this egregious procedure has privileges at that hospital. Um, 
to me, that seems to be somewhat logical. But people on the left feel that's a further infringement on a woman and her right to uh, choose to abort a fetus, where she's going to have that procedure done, who's going to do it, what needs to be in place. Um, these are all things that if you if you look at these things from 100,000 foot, it really it's, – it's not debatable. But if you drill down and, and understand the emotion that goes on, this is where we are. I mean, you know, years ago, um, it was wildly debated in the courts, um, states that wanted um, uh, imaging apparatus in abortion clinics and pro-choice people vehemently uh, fought that tooth and nail. Now, if you came down from Mars and you weren't pro-choice or pro-life and somebody said, hey, let's have some imaging equipment. It is the year 2020 in an abortion clinic. And let's just see what we're doing here. Um, it, it, take abortion out of the equation. Whatever part of your body that a doctor is working on, it's a good idea to have some imaging beforehand so you kind of have a roadmap and, and can see what you're diving into. Makes sense to me. Um, people on the left vehemently um, opposed uh, any type of imaging equipment in um, an ultrasonography um, available to these young women for obvious reasons. You image it, the woman looks at the screen, this unviable tissue mass, their words, not mine, is sucking its unviable thumb. Um, it's pretty clear it's a human being that's moving and sucking their thumb. It would be very understandable in, in, in the perverse world we live in why folks on the left would not want that imaging equipment in the facility. And this is the same thing um, with doctors having privileges at a nearby hospital. So Schumer yells out that um, – and I, I wish I, I – I'm a very poor talk show host here. I wish I had the actual quote. But he does threaten them and he does say, you're going to pay the price. And he singles them out. Now, you know this is pretty bad when somebody like Chuck Schumer, who never apologizes for anything, um, apologizes, okay? And when, when Chuck Schumer starts dancing on the head of a pin, you know what he has done is absolutely horrible. Um, so he gets out there and he says this, and Justice Roberts Unvery, un, un, uh, characteristically, and very, very rarely does this ever happen, publicly admonishes Senator Schumer for what he has said, which is tantamount to threatening a judge while they are deciding on a very charged issue. Um, uh, Senator Schumer tried to dance on the head of a pin saying, oh, no, I was uh, – I was making threats about um, the Senate's going to flip to uh, Democrat control. I knew Mr. Producer would come through for me here. Um, he's making me look good. The actual quote, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to Mr. Producer, says, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released a whirlwind and you will pay the price, Schumer un unveiled. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Um, that's absolutely breathtaking. That is not a veiled threat. 
that is not, oh, I, I kind of was talking about, um, the, you know, the, the, uh, the demo, the how the Senate switching from Republican, um, majority to a Democrat majority. That, that statement has nothing in it about constituents, nothing in it about politicians, nothing in it about Republicans or Democrats. It has the words Gorsuch and Kavanaugh in it. And it says you, and it says you will pay the price. I mean, this is banana republic type stuff. It really is. And this is the world that we're living in now where people heretofore that were clearly far to the left had some degree of, of uh, measurement with their outlandish statements. If you can, in the, in the shadow of, of, uh, where these justices are making this decision, look to that building and make specific threats about United States justices, Supreme Court justices, that, that politician at the very minimum should be censured. And he may be censured at the, at the start of this radio show. He was not. McConnell went out and went blah, blah, blah. That was a really bad thing to do. Blah, blah, blah. But that guy should should have a lot more thrown at him. He should lose um, – he should be stripped of whatever um, based on those comments. That is not the United States of America. But unfortunately, that is what the United States of America has become. So um, a somber way to end the show here. But um, Chuck Schumer, just a sign of the times um, – acting more crazy than he usually does and kudos to um to justice roberts for you know doing something quite unusual which was bringing that to the public's attention in a public statement admonishing chuck schumer for his reckless comments this is reshaping america till next time have a great day